1: Use code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program Face to face This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. Well, welcome to Face to Face, and uh, we've got a very special guest here today, Uh calling uh, or I'm calling all the way from Toronto but uh, she's uh, sitting uh, looking like she just uh, is going out for dinner tonight uh, in Sierra Leone. Um, Our guest today is uh, Nada Tan Mackie. Thanks so much for for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So so, uh, it's always really kind of um, interesting to me. I've been doing this kind of work for years international development work and I've been uh, trying to highlight interesting individuals around the world that are doing amazing work and uh, some in Thailand we've spoken with people in Jordan I've spoken with people in Lebanon and in and in, um, um, uh, Swaziland and so you know, Cambodia I mean it's really remarkable there's so many wonderful people around the world doing incredible things why do you find yourself uh, having spent the last 18 years in Sierra Leone here you are, somebody who was raised in Africa, and here you are doing this incredible work, which we're going to talk about in a few, few moments. But the Smiling Hearts Foundation is your organization, and, and also maybe you can tell us a little bit about that as well. But I guess what interests me the most is, a why the heck are you in Sierra Leone? Just
0: simply because I married someone who lives here and works here, so I just followed them, and this is why I live now.
1: So, were you driven at all by, would you say, um, the issues um, uh, that 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 are part of what's going on in Sierra Leone, with with poverty and with gender issues and so on, or was it simply you landed there and you said, you know what, now I'm going to get involved? Well, when
0: I first came here, I was very young, and I was in I didn't really see, or I can't say I didn't really care, but it didn't mean much to me what was my surroundings. It's only in 2008 that I decided that I wanted to make something different. And it was actually an idea of my husband and I. We decided we wanted to give back to a country that's been so good to us. And uh, it was only normal that we chose Sierra Leone because we consider it to be home.
1: What, so why why 2008? What was it that 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 shifted for the two of you? Uh, was it a book that you read? Was it a was it somebody that you met? Was it a film that you saw? Okay, it's it's
0: just plain. It was just I was in a period of my life where I was not working. My kids were going to school, and I felt bored, and I wanted to do something. Uh, at that time, I was I wanted to work with uh, international organizations that were based here in Sierra Leone but I couldn't really find anything that I really liked. And my husband, he he was the one pushing me, you know, you can do this, why don't you create your
1: own uh, little charity or your own little organization or whatever. And this
0: is how it started. And um, uh, it was an article that I read about a guy who went to South America and he saw kids playing and uh, walking barefoot. And he wanted to make uh, a change into
1: And so, oh, that's so cool. So so you bought a thousand pairs of shoes with your own money, and then you... Yes, with my own money. And you just chose a village to go to, and you started delivering? It, 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 I didn't choose a village.
0: Uh, we own a beach house next to a very small village uh, on the beach. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start with this village.
1: And it was that, and, and as a result it of that... So what um, you said you were out of work. What were you doing before you started handing out shoes?
0: Um, um, I did teach. I was an assistant to a teacher, a French teacher actually. Um, And before that, I owned a little boutique. And uh, yeah.
1: So totally unrelated, really, in in a way. Do you think now, looking back, uh, there were there were some connections between um, your teaching, working with children, um, and and what you're doing today? Are you? I mean, I would imagine you're building on some of those skills that you had.
0: Um, yeah, of course, of course, I love being with kids. I have four kids of my own, so um, I think I do a, a pretty good job with children. And uh, yeah, I think yeah that helped me as well being a teacher. But you know, David, I really regret that I think that I've waited so much time. I wish I had started before, but anyway it's never too late.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that could be the, the soundbite for us from from the interview today. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true, you know, it, and I think one, one, one of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast is, you know, most of the people I've interviewed, uh, and I'm coming up on about almost 50 interviews, I just started last year, actually. and But most of the people I've interviewed are people like yourself, that most folks wouldn't have heard of. Most people don't know who Smiling Hearts Foundation is. Most people don't know who I am. But the idea is that there are these wonderful people out there that are doing incredible things that we... There's so many, you know, there are so many reasons to be discouraged. There are so many reasons to be upset and to be cynical. But on the other hand, there's so many reasons to be encouraged. When, when, when you get to talk to somebody like you who, who has dedicated the last 18 years of their life to something, and then you hear you say, oh, gee, I wish I'd started earlier, I think that's, you know, I think that's motivational. You know, I really do. And, and uh, I, I, I'm really interested in the shift you know, do you remember what the article is that you read? Um, you know, actually, later on, I
0: found out that, uh, that the person was Tom's, the, the guy who created Tom's Shoes.
1: Oh, the guy who created Tom's Shoes. Interesting.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Interesting. He, he inspires me so much.
1: Oh, that's excellent. And after that, I I did a lot of research about him and his company and what he does, and it's really it's a great job. And I make sure I, I, I every time I get out of there. not a lot of shoes for me and my kids. Oh, is that right? Whenever you buy one pair of shoes, one goes for a child in need. Right, right. Um, so tell me a little bit about your past. you you have uh, you you've called yourself uh, sort of, did you say an African through and through is that what you said? But yes, you I'm a pure African girl because I've lived all my life in
0: Africa. I was born here in Dakar uh, Senegal. And uh, my my dad and my mom uh, lived in Nigeria. So I went to school there, I was raised there, my friends were there, my family was there. And then I met on a holiday my husband in Lebanon, and uh, he was living here in Sierra Leone, and this is how I came to
1: Freetown. It's amazing, eh, how when you look back and you look at the way things sort of fall into place, it doesn't always make sense at the time. But sitting here now, looking back 18 years later, I guess with four kids, uh, doing uh, Smiling Hearts Foundation uh, and calling yourself, you know, African through and through. I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense. It all it all connects. It all falls into place. Yeah. How? Um, so so you started handing out shoes. How have things developed uh, since then for for the foundation? Okay. So we
0: started with. Uh... stories from the kids and one of and starting with the shoes I've had uh, now I have three different projects that were all inspired by the children that I used to meet so we have uh, the, the shoe project we have the one back, one backpack per child and we have food for families and of course one of the biggest issues here and in, in most developing countries is food. Children sometimes go for two to three days without food. So now whenever I go to do any of my programs, I make sure that we give a fresh hot meal to every child.
1: Do you have um, so so you say that you, you you were the three other projects that you're doing now were inspired by the children? Um, by talking to the children so you were so you spent time in the villages you got to find out basically what the needs actually really were is that is that sort of what you're suggesting Have you been able to connect with other organizations, partner with other organizations that are doing similar work uh, from, from a fundraising perspective or from a project perspective, or have you found that difficult? What about um, how are you? How are you getting the word on the street? Do you have people back in Lebanon or in in Senegal uh, that are supporting you? Are do you do do you uh, are you doing local fundraising events? Is that mostly what you're doing? Uh, and-
0: To the poor kids, to the poor children, the children that are in need. Um, that's the only event I do, uh, because it, it takes a lot of time to prepare and Living here in Leone you don't find everything, so you have to do everything and build everything and put everything in, uh, in uh, you, with your own hands.
1: What about what about for your own organization, though? As far as your own your own wages go, is it just you and your husband, or do you have other people that are working with you? Oh, I see, okay. Uh, no, no, this is, I do the work, uh, I have
0: a lot of volunteers. Uh, uh, when I started this, I decided that I don't want to have anybody um, working that's paid, because every single dollar I get goes directly to the children. That's my main issue. Um, so, mostly it's
1: volunteers. So, when you say, uh, Nada, that the money goes to the children, do you mean it goes to the children through backpacks, through shoes? Backpacks. Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Yeah, anything, anything. Uh, we have a lot of kids. There's a new school now. They want to try to put it. They want to try to build it. So they called us if we can help in maybe painting the school or
1: offering them some uh, tables and uh, chairs. This is how the money goes. Right. So, we, so.
0: I do not employ anybody.
1: Right. So very, very practical stuff, obviously.
0: Yes. And even uh, the offices at home. Okay.
1: Right, right. right to keep the uh, keep costs down as as much as you possibly can yeah what do you think um what do you think some of the greatest needs are in in that country i mean you know you can go on wikipedia and you can look at you know, the, the poverty rates and, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time or have spent a lot of time working in, in Southeast Asia, uh, Cambodia, Vietnam and so on. And the poverty there is extreme, uh, to be sure. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Nigeria in Burkina Faso and Ghana and seeing the, the extreme poverty there. It's just it's heartbreaking. And, and, I, and, I, and I know how connected all of these issues are. And, and I just wonder, for somebody who's been working in the country for so many years, is it clean water? Is it, is it, is it, is it really about food security? Is it about education? I mean, what do you think the, the really fundamental issues are for for, some, for sorting through some of these things? Um, honestly, you can't say that there's only one thing. Everything. Yes. Everything is an issue. You can start it's with good. security. Most of these kids, um,
0: it's like... That you've mentioned and in Sierra Leone, it's a struggle for them to live every day they are in danger they're on the streets uh sometimes they have nobody to take care of them i've met kids they sleep in the cemetery wow and i asked them why do you sleep there they said because grown-ups
1: are scared to go to the cemetery at night wow so security is an issue yeah food is a very big issue
0: uh, uh health a very big issue. malaria is a very big issue uh, you know maybe shoes is not really the biggest issue but with the shoes it uh, kind of um, um it's not really a necessity but it makes their life easier it helps them because you see those kids they play there for
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think I don't know if you've um, there's a guy by the name of Jeffrey Sachs who wrote a book called The End of Poverty. Have you heard of him? Heard about yeah, it. yeah. So he did he did a bunch of work um, uh, in Kenya and continues to on what he calls the Millennium Villages, and these are villages that he claims that he felt that if we could somehow create this. Um, closed system where we we provided clean water we provided education we provide health care we provide everything that he felt was connected to issues surrounding extreme poverty he felt that the local villagers would be able to prop themselves up and say we can raise ourselves now out of extreme poverty and what they're finding is in some cases that they forgot about other issues they forgot about some cultural things they forgot about uh, other um You know uh, subtle differences that from one village to another i think he did the he's done the test in about ten different villages and i think for me and it sounds like you would agree it's just a reminder of how um how intimately connected all of these things are i think you're so right that it's it's not just one thing it's it's a series of things i mean even with shoes can't you um i mean we're talking about a foundation here we're talking about a great metaphor right being able to stand on, you know, your own two feet and and have a, and have a good soul and have a good foundation, um, aren't there certain diseases um, that, for instance, that you can get through the feet? Um, uh, of course, because uh, when there will be barefoot.
0: You can get cuts and bruises, and from the cuts you can get uh, infections, and from infections you get very high fever. And some of the that those days, some of those times, they don't know that they're having an infection. Uh,
1: it's malaria, because that's the only sickness they know about in Africa. Interesting. Right, this is what happens. Uh, and I'm not telling you that they die
0: out of it, but they get really sick out of it. And when you're very poor and you don't have money, you don't have the means to go to a doctor, yes, you can die from these things. So with the shoe, it just makes their life easier.
1: Right, would you say... Um... I mean you strike me uh, as as we have this video Skype call here uh, thousands of miles away you strike me as a very positive person a uh, big smile in your face right now uh, you seem very you, se- you seem very hopeful um, how come you're still hopeful after 18 years I mean how come you're not d- discouraged and oh I'm not you know tell tell me more about tell me tell me more about that Do you do you see Smiling Hearts Foundation growing into anything else? Do you see it growing into something bigger? Um, are you have you considered going after um, foundation money? Have you considered trying to get government funding? Uh, any anything along those lines? Um,
0: definitely, I would want to. In a few years, yes, I would want to um, for my organization to be bigger, to have more sponsors. I just have three sponsors now, and they started from the beginning with me organizations, Um, uh, maybe I'm a very big dreamer, (laughs) I dream a lot, uh, but yes, why not, anything is possible, and as long as I can, and I have the power and the means to do it, I'm just going to go and uh, grow more and more and more.
1: Do you think to do this kind of work uh, that you need to be a dreamer? like i sometimes i sometimes think i i have these crazy ideas about how we're going to <laughs> You think I think that's wonderful, and I think I think that's where we need to be. I, I'm my wife Elizabeth is the positive is the really positive one in our family, and uh, my two kids are very positive, and I'm you know I can be quite positive too, but I tend to be uh, I'm an academic I tend to be a little more negative, a little more cynical, a little more realistic I suppose, but 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 I think doing this kind of work you do have to maintain a level of um, optimism a level of idealism that says you know what we are going to change the world and we are changing the world and it is getting better yes there's horrible things going on every day but but we are making a difference yes this is this is how
0: i see
1: it yeah yeah do you get out and um do you get out and speak much in freetown um i'm assuming you live in freetown do you yes i live do you, do you get out to schools do you uh, get out to churches or to to local organizations to talk about what you do to try to get more support or are you pretty much on your own? No, I'm pretty much on my own. Pretty much on your own, eh? Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about actually extending out beyond Sierra Leone? As a white woman in Sierra Leone, do you find that you ever come across um, any um, challenges uh, with the work that you're doing, or are you very well accepted and respected in, in what you're uh, what you're about? Yeah. So I just wonder. I guess I guess the question I'm asking is, you know, I just finished reading a couple of articles uh, from the UN and. Um, uh about gender uh, disparity uh, around the world and in some countries of course it's worse than others. Um, some of it's cultural um, and we have lots of gender disparity in Canada still you know we just we just don't talk about it <laughs> the way we talk about it in places like Asia and Africa and and so on. And I just wondered if you've come across any of that in in your work or if you've been very well received um, um, yeah. Oh, that's. A uh,
0: on the contrary, here it makes them so proud to have someone that's maybe white helping them.
1: Right, right. When you say they, you mean you mean the villages themselves. Have you, have you ever had any, um, I would imagine it's a silly question, but very meaningful conversations with people about why you do what you do? I mean, I often, I I, I used to work for the Royal Bank of Canada. I had a, a job as an electrician. I was making, you know, a lot of money, uh, and I decided to quit that to go back to school, and I got into international development. And I remember people thinking, what are you doing? You're in your 30s you're quitting a great job. You've got kids maybe on the way. Why would you do that? Like people were stunned that I would shift my career like this and go into something that was so, I guess, um, uncertain. Yeah.
0: No, I, I did a lot in the beginning. Uh, I was criticized a lot. Uh, they thought some people thought it was a waste of time. It was going nowhere. Uh, they didn't see person i am today and uh on the contrary i love it when someone criticizes my work because it makes
1: me want to be better <laughs> that's so funny uh i love it that's a great quote i love it when somebody criticizes my work <laughs> <laughs> no, well it's, true. it's just
0: want, it just makes me um and, and make me want to be a stronger better and
1: Who do you um who do you turn turn to for support? Other than of course your husband? Do you have a group do you have a small group of friends? Do you um Do I you have, have amazing friends? Yeah. Everybody here in Sierra Leone. I if we had to name them all, it's dated tomorrow maybe. <laughs> That's excellent. And and would those be nationals as well, or as as expat workers? Like, are everybody, everybody you're saying, basically. People from, from different backgrounds, from different countries, from different communities, even Sierra Leoneans, everybody helps. Oh, that, that's been... Yeah, that's uh that's amazing i i know that uh, i've done a lot of work in like i say in, in cambodia and i find that cambodians uh, are lovely amazing wonderful people and i love them dearly but i don't see them as being uh always the most generous towards other cambodians and sometimes i think it has to do with a buddhist kind of karma like ethic uh, and so uh, and I, even the national organizations I work with, they get frustrated with their, you know, friends and family and brothers and sisters who don't want to come alongside projects and say we're going to help, you know, we're going to help as well. So it's great to hear that 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 Sierra Leoneans are also getting involved and are a generous group of people. That's amazing. It's wonderful because I think I, I think. So you've got you've got the support mechanisms in place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that? Um, what do you think about this idea of, of white people helping Africans versus Africans helping themselves? Does that make sense? Of... <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> well, you know, some right now it's really interesting. Just in the last week, Canada announced that all of our economic diplomacy, they're calling it. In other words, our foreign policy, our conservative government, is now directing our foreign aid and money is going to be directed towards places and countries that will ultimately benefit us. That will ultimately benefit Canada. And one of the reasons for that I think is because they're 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 suggesting that it's going to be through trade and not aid that a that a continent like Africa is going to raise themselves out of extreme poverty, and and so they're they something out of of course exactly. So I'm actually today I've written an opinion editorial that I'm sending to one of the newspapers to to criticize my Canadian government for this decision that they've made because I think it's I think it's wrong. I think it's but it is life. Yeah, I, I yeah I know I hear what you're saying. I I guess I feel as if if we get enough people around saying hang hang and 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 it's not just to criticize for the sake of it. It's to say maybe we should think about doing this a little bit differently. You know, that's I guess that's what I'm hoping as an academic. I want to raise questions about things that that are that are happening that are occurring. So I guess back to the question, uh, our country is saying, well, you know what, we don't need to necessarily help Africa like we used to. Let Africa help themselves. Let it let it happen from the inside out. Does that make sense? Okay. So she, you're you're on radio. You're on a radio. She's shaking her head, folks. Nada Nada is smiling, <laughs> big smile, and she's shaking her head. I'm not asking the question very well. No, that's okay. No worries. I think I think you you've kind of in a way answered it because of the work that you do. I think there's a, a um. I think, personally, it's a combination of things. I think it's people like yourself that are getting out there and doing work like you're doing. I think it's governments getting involved. I think it's African governments getting involved. And it's you know, it's local rotary clubs and churches and organizations that are coming together. And I, I think the message that we should be communicating is that we, we're all in this together. we're, we're, of we're all in
0: this together. If we can try to find a way to all of us put our hands together, all
1: together. We do something, very big. something very big, and I think that's you know your comment earlier about about um, um, wanting wanting to give back, and you're not nothing's gonna nothing's gonna um, get in the way of you doing that. I I've, I I I I'm still that for me that is probably what's. When I interview people, I'm always mostly interested in what is it that motivates them and what is it that drives them, and I think it sounds to me like your sense of um, of uh, what was your line? This wonderful country that's given so much to me, I wanted. Yes. I, I, I want to give back to a country that's so good to me,
0: my husband, my kids. It's it's home. It's only normal for me to give
1: back to the country I feel. It's home. It's only normal. Yeah, that's that's awesome. What do you say, Nada, what do you say, Nada, to people who don't believe that it's normal? Good. I think that's. I mean, it's it's practical. It's it's, and I think, like you said, this is this is the way the world is to some degree. I love what you said about listening. Uh, having spent uh, quite a few years working in development, I think one of the things that that white development workers particularly don't do is listen very well. Yeah, we we need to, and I, I'm not a, I'm not saying that about you. I'm just saying that in general that we need to sit down and stop talking, <laughs> and just listen. And just listen. What are the problems? What is it that we can do? How do we? How can we come alongside? Hey, listen, we're almost we're we're almost at a time and, and going to wrap up shortly. And again, thank you so much for for spending time with me today. Where where do you see uh, the Smiling Hearts Foundation going uh, in the in the next few years? Where
0: is it going in the next few years? Definitely, um, I'm going to continue what I'm doing. I'm going to give more shoes, more backpacks. I'm going to try and help more schools building maybe something big in the future. I don't know. Uh, I have a lot of projects in mind, but definitely they need a lot of funding. So with time, uh, I don't want to rush into anything. I know everything when it's done slowly, but surely I'll get there.
1: Tell us, um, I'm just looking here now. So it's uh, um, smilingheartsfoundation.org. That's smiling, S-M-I-L-I-N-G. And now I know why you've called it the Smiling Hearts, by the way. You've got a beautiful smile. Hearts, H, H-, H-, H. H- <laughs> The
0: name counts because whenever you give any child. Yes. Give them a
1: gift. Yes. And something.
0: And yes. you
1: see the most smile on them. It's so, the it's so true. Smiling Hearts, as it sounds, Foundation, as it sounds, Dot org check out their website there's a blog there there's news articles some media stuff it will tell you a little bit about the history there's a faq page um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just tell you a really quick story here because of uh, what you mentioned about the smile i was in i was doing some work in mongolia a few years ago and uh, it's a pretty difficult place it's a harsh harsh climate very cold and i found that most of the mongolians i met never smiled and um and I was out uh, for dinner with a group of people, and a couple people from a large NGO, and a couple local expat workers from New Zealand. And I was going to leave a tip for dinner you know, I'm a Canadian, I want a tip, and this one person said, no, no, you shouldn't leave a tip, that's not a part of the culture here. So I asked one of the Mongolian men who worked for this nonprofit organization if it would be okay. Would I be, oh, yeah, David, that's terrific. In fact, why don't you just go over there and actually hand the tip to the young woman who was serving us, and we were in some, I don't know, it was an Italian restaurant in Ulaanbaatar, and this woman just looked miserable and that you know she just didn't look like she was having a good time at all and i went up and i had i think it was two american dollars i can't remember or it was the equivalent of two american dollars and so remember i've just had this conversation where one guy told me not to tip because don't tip because that's not a part of the culture and he was uh uh, from new zealand um and and then the local mongolian said no no it's not really a part of the culture but you know what it's a nice thank you it's a nice gesture i go up to her i handed her the two the two dollar bills or whatever it was you should have seen the smile that appeared on her face and i just and i just got a shiver telling you that story because i can see her face right there and i will never forget yes yes yeah yeah well, it's, you know, it's something, something about grace, something about generosity there that I think that's really, really incredible. Nada, listen, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Uh, and thank you for taking some time to, to chat with me today. Um, folks. Yeah, ch- an
0: honor and a pleasure to meet you and to be on this.
1: Yeah, and maybe, maybe we can chat again. But folks, uh, check it out face to face. It'll be on iTunes in the next few uh, weeks. But also check out uh, SmilingHeartsFoundation.org. Hey, listen, have a great evening, um, and and we'll talk with you very soon. Okay, okay. thanks. Bye bye.